This week, it's war as we defend our strongholds against orc, fey, human, and more. Plus, we willingly lock ourselves into a digital room with the hopes of escaping. It's May 28th. Time to insert a token to play. Hello and welcome to Insert Token to Play. I'm John, sitting here with my typical player two, my little brother James. How are you doing, Jimbo? Oh, I'm doing great. I am excited to talk about our games this week and going back to last week, playing a little more Oregon Trail and doing much worse than I did the first time through. I, you got to tell me, how did you do worse? I mean, you know, I set the bar high by getting through all the way on the first time grand with just one person. But I think I ran into the experience that you had where my party morale just crashed instantly. So I don't know if the first time I just picked people that were like happy and got along and this time I got someone that just was a total party pooper. But man, we we fell apart um, before we even got uh, into the second phase. I mean, it didn't help. I also failed to ford one of the rivers and lost some of my supplies, but it was rough. You only lost, like, one person just quit? Like, I just did, left? I didn't have anyone quit yet, but, like, everyone's morale was gone. They're fighting. Someone shot themselves twice already. <laughs> like, it's a train wreck. See, I had two people leave. Yeah. So, until you get two people to leave, I don't think your morale was low enough. Oh, gosh. We'll see. Like I said, I'm only, like, through the first part, and I've got four more phases to go with this group, and, and I have low expectations. None of them can hunt, and that's that's going to hurt me a lot, I think, because I was, I was banking on them to be able to hunt for me. But it's it's been nice to go back uh, and give it a really another good playthrough, even though I'm doing so much worse. Anyway, let's get into the games that we're playing this week. Our first one we're playing is the one that we previewed last week in our Rapid Reaction segment, Red Rain, uh, developed by Ninja Kiwi. The app description says you secure your stronghold, prepare your army, and battle to victory in this fun, fast-paced, real-time strategy game. What'd you think? I liked it. Honestly, (laughs) we did that first playthrough, and you, for lack of a better word, spanked me. Oh, yeah. And then I picked it up again later, and immediately lost again oh no (laughs) and at that point i kind of realized rts i needed to dust off our old starcraft days and i started kind of playing through like the different strategies and tried to apply it and you kind of learn the characters you kind of like get the differences between the race you kind of realize how to find the mind, the, how to find the other wood. Um, and, you know, once you kind of got comfortable, it was like, hey, this is kind of fun. And it was like all the things you kind of liked about the RTS, but in three or four minutes. Yeah, I think that was one of my favorite things was just the quick pickup time of, like, I have five minutes to kill. I'm going to go and play one of these games and have a really good time with it. I wish I would have gotten as in-depth as you did with uh, figuring out the difference between races because I kind of just figured which characters I liked and never put together, like, this might be one better than the other. 
Did you play a lot of it online or did you just kind of play through the trainings? I mostly did the trainings. I did a couple online, but I kept losing and it was really frustrating. I figure anyone who's still playing this game at this point, and I think this was almost one of the originals, so it's been out for about two years and playing regularly online, probably knows a thing or two more than I do at this point. And so that was that was tough for me. How about you? I I went through the training because I wanted to try all the maps and I wanted to try all the different, the four different races, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Um, and then I jumped into online and I kind of picked the challenge every time I played it. Like one, I was like, okay, I'm going to do rush. You know what I mean? You think about a classic rush where oh, you yeah. just, and each different race I would try to rush to see who I thought was the best. And, and then I would try not like a push rush, but like, okay, I'm going to get to the catapults or I'm going to just get to a stronger unit as fast as I can to see how that worked. And I enjoyed doing it online because every character person was a little different. Yeah. But I definitely found a combination that I liked. So my one question for you on this game, who is your main? What was the race? If you got to pick, what's your go-to race? I think I ended up enjoying the Fae the most out of all of them. There was there. I know a couple of things I did figure out was like economy, and I really liked um, the humans that they're basic warriors. The um, was it the the soldiers? Knights. Not the knights. Was it the knights? Yeah, yep. not the ones on horseback. Correct. Yeah, um, that they didn't cost any wood. They were just pure gold. So even if you ran out of wood, which I I, I ran into once or twice, we weren't harvesting anymore that I could still produce second-tier units, which obviously are much stronger in this game than the first-tier units. Um, but the rest of the humans, just they, they seem to fall short for me for some reason or other. I didn't like the way that their walking speed lined up on a lot of things. I, I think their wizards and sorcerers were arguably probably the best casters in the game. But I found myself drawn to the Fae the most. Um, I really liked the ranged units that came with it, the sprites worked out really well I felt like and the tree ants felt like okay enough second tier units before I got to the bigger ones and their their like trolls were fun. Mm-hmm. How about you? Who did you draw to? Was it the orcs? That's a tough one because the brutes like the first level for the orcs were very strong. Yes. So when I talk about doing like the rush, the phase were good because they're so fast. The orcs were strong. And that's one thing I did note. I liked how the units actually cost different based on their strength. Yeah. But the humans, I get what you're saying, but if you can get to the catapults, you get a catapult with like two horseback guys, like you're just going to march down. Mm-hmm. So that that's where if I know it's going to be if I if I'm going for a quick game, the phase are good cuz they're so fast. If I'm going for kind of a longer game, I like I like the humans cuz like I said the catapults were a lot of fun. And you could be a lot farther back and still attack their base. That's true. Yeah, because I remember exploring like the orcs and the humans on their catapults, but I didn't look too much into them beyond that because it never seemed like there was enough use because they always moved too slow for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I guess I just wasn't very good at the timing on this one of when to send what units where and then when to micromanage with it as well to do the extra healing and other interaction that was necessary. So, Did you try the survival mode? I did. I made it, um, I think my best was to the 13th level, so I didn't make it. Oh, nice. I know I started off and I made it to like six or seven on the first, and I'm like, this feels good. And then I just started to get overrun too quickly. So, Did you attack a lot in survival mode? Yes. I tried to be really aggressive because I 
felt like I needed to maintain at least one or two of the additional resources as much as I could. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I, I figured a survival mode is all about the more you have, the better you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And if you just sit back on defense, you're just going to get run over quicker. Right. Yeah, I felt like when I attacked in survival mode, I would like they would spawn and I'd be dead. Mm-hmm. But it's funny you say that because I found when doing the multiplayer, like with real people, yeah, I would actually send people away f- the opposite to try to bait them to w- stay away. Oh, sure. Because the AI eventually takes over and it would pull people away. So, I, I mean, I really liked it. I thought it was fun. The one thing that I struggled with is depending on what side of the map you're on, the controls would change. Yes. And I did not like that. No, that was frustrating. I agree. And it also didn't allow for like multiple touches mm-hmm. where I want to like, honestly, I want to keep building with one finger and send people at the other, especially if you're doing a rush, right? I want people to just go, 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 go. Let alone the ability to keep on healing those like five units that you still have alive by sitting on there and holding them and then still building at the same time. Yeah. I got frustrated with that at first, but then I, I, I came to like it in the end. Um, you know, I, I've played my fair share of RTSs. I've spent probably months worth of time at this point playing League of Legends, a, a MOBA style game, and this kind of brought together the best of both worlds, um, except it took away a lot of that micromanaging. Like you weren't able to have so many clicks per minute. You had to make your choice of this is my priority right now. And I liked that it forced a different kind of thinking. It took me a while to get to be okay with that. (laughs) Like, I'm with you. I'm like, I'm away from the base. I still need to be doing something at the base, but I can't. Right. Every time it told me I didn't have enough wood, all I could think of is like, (laughs) you know, must construct additional pylons. Right. You know, know, so I was definitely found myself quoting the StarCraft, which if you definitely grew up playing StarCraft, even half as much as James would and I did growing up, like you'll tack on to this game yeah easily so i can see long term i don't think it necessarily holds too much value they've done a nice job like from the beginning they just had like the three maps and the orcs and the humans and now that they've added so many more maps the survival mode and the two extra races i think there's definitely some extra longevity to it did you get to play the wall oh my gosh that is my favorite (laughs) (laughs) i had a lot of fun with that too when I realized what it was, I switched to the Fey to replay it, and I was like, I'm getting to 200, p- 200 oh units. Oh my gosh, I never got that far. I would I sent one Fey to the wall so I could keep an eye on if they were coming, Yeah, and then I just started producing as much as I could. Let me tell you, like sending like 200 units, you just walk right through it. Oh, it yeah. was incredible. It definitely started to lag once you hit 200 units. <laughs> But it was pretty neat. It was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I stopped at about 100 because uh, I used that one to get one of the achievements in-game. And so actually I used it probably for a couple because I think I did that with the orcs of just using their um, their brutes and the other melee unit. Uh, and so I, I enjoyed that the wall just gave so much of that flexibility. It was fun, like you said, to just walk right through them. So definitely my favorite map of all of them. There are a couple others that I thought were pretty cool and unique. A couple others that I didn't enjoy nearly as much, but that one for sure my highlight. The ones with the bomb, they never seemed relevant to me. I agree. You kind of just avoided those areas or there were so many paths that you never hit it. But with the wall, you had no choice. Yep. It was there. So 
Yeah, the other one that comes to mind that I know I enjoyed was the um, the forest allies one, where you could pick up the fey allies if you went far enough to one of the sides, in addition to having the other paths with the gold mines. Because I think that had one of those switchable signs that you could choose which one you wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought that was a unique element, because that reminded me a lot of um, how Warcraft 3 was set up, where you could go to camps to get experience for your hero. But in this case, you're picking up allies to keep pressure on the opponent's base. And I thought that was a really nice touch. I completely forgot that I was a part of Warcraft because there was an undead level that almost had the opposite where they had like people that would just kind of attack you. Yeah. So that was, again, a different thing because I remember getting to that spot and I'm like, how did they already get someone there not realizing that they actually weren't? I wasn't playing an undead person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. So. Yeah, o- overall, I, I think this game surprised me. Like, I, I, the graphics were good enough, but, you know, I, I went into it with lower expectations, especially with how much we kind of struggled through it. But I, I will continue playing this one, I think, fairly regularly, especially in my downtime. I agree. The playtime of a couple minutes definitely makes it easy to pick up and put down. If you have any experience or enjoy RTSs at all, it's a perfect little fill time. So for sure, definite play. All right, our second game of this week is The Room 2 Plus because it's an Apple Arcade game. It gets the plus on the front end, or on the back end. Uh, It's developed by Fireproof Studios Limited, and they describe it as a physical puzzler wrapped in a mystery game inside a beautifully tactile 3D world. It's quite the description. And honestly, it doesn't do it justice. Starting to play this game, I was super disappointed in myself for not picking up these games before. Knowing I'm obsessed with escape rooms. Love them. Love, love, love. Love puzzles. Love all that stuff. When the game started and even like through the tutorial when they're kind of showing you the mechanics of tapping around, flipping switches, opening stuff, I was hooked. I I sat down for probably an hour the first time thinking, oh, I'm just going to try, get a feel, see what I'm getting myself into and I just couldn't put it down. I just loved it. That's how I felt. So I, I've played through this one and a half times now, and I'll explain why. But the first time I did it, it was the same idea. I'm like, I'll try this out for like 10 or 15 minutes, and we'll go from there. And then three hours later, I'm trying to finish up the last <laughs> stage. And I'm like, I just, I can't stop. I'm really enjoying it. And one of the things that you talked about that I think was the best thing was the mechanics. It felt so intuitive with all the things that you were doing that it was easy to navigate, easy to explore the puzzles, and easy to just kind of get lost in the environment. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed how it didn't... In a traditional escape room, you walk in, it's a big room, you're not always sure where to start. They did a really good job of limiting to a couple areas so that you didn't just get stuck on this one thing you could explore a little bit and then they would introduce it as it would go. But even the way they introduced the new areas was so neat. Having the camera and then putting the lens on and all of a sudden you can see a new area or shooting something with a bow and a new door opens. And I have to be honest, it was kind of creepy. There was a really creepy theme. It was, yes. I was not expecting that. 
I didn't really read much beyond like the description of it. And I, as I mentioned, I haven't played the other games before and it was kind of creepy and the story was really interesting, but again, it was creepy. It set the whole tone for this dark game that just had so much going on. Yeah. And I think it's easy to miss a lot of that too. Like there the first time I went through it, there I felt so overwhelmed with all the reading that was potentially there between the letters and the notes and stuff. So I felt like I missed out on some of the story, but I still had such a good experience with trying to figure out these puzzles and accepting the hints when I couldn't figure out the puzzles. <laughs> right. You know, it's it's got to happen at some point, right? So I was trying, like, I'm not going to use any of the hints. And I had to use some of the hints. I think I used more hints on the lab, which is the last stage. Yes. But I, you mentioned like reading the letters and stuff. I believe after like the third, probably when I got into the third room, I realized that the letters added to the story. They didn't actually help the rooms. No. I think early on they might have given you some okay clues. Like I remember the... Um the, the level you start with the pirate ship, they mentioned specific areas on the pirate ship, which I think were things you could click on to go and see. But other than that, I'm with you. It was just extra information that my brain didn't need when I'm trying to get out and safely get out. So was it just me or when you got into an area... Did you start double tapping on basically anything that looked anything. relevant? Anything. I'm like, what are you going to have me click on? Because what am I going to miss if I don't try to click on things? Especially after some of them that just seemed so obscure. Like going back to the pirate ship one, some of the areas on like the treasure chest where it's like, I was supposed to notice this. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I definitely learned with you. It's click everywhere and hope. Put the lens on, double click. Take the lens off. Look around. Yep. Yeah, there were definitely some secrets. That I'm like, there's no way I would have figured that out. Absolutely no way. What was your favorite room? Oh gosh. And please don't say the crossing. No, no that <laughs> that's probably my biggest disappointment of the rooms. Um, I think the seance was my favorite room. Um, I just I really liked how they incorporated a lot of different pieces involved with it. Um, like it, it felt like at that point. I had like fully matured as a person experiencing the room because I was starting to remember all of the different techniques and things that you could do to solve puzzles, Mm -hmm. be it uh, interacting with items you picked up. I even felt like I got ahead at one point when I was figuring out like one of the, uh, the seance clues. And I'm like, I know exactly where I'm going next. And I didn't feel that way in most of the other ones. But uh, I think for me overall, it was just kind of that atmosphere. It, It finally had settled into like, not like horror creepy at that point, but it still maintained a lot of that, but in a setting that really seemed to fit for me. Mm-hmm. So how about you? What was your favorite? Well, I want to add one. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. the seance. That was one of the better ones. I liked how it kind of jumped back and forth and the typewriter was really neat. Yes. I enjoyed when you put in the proper words that it would read to you, which was cool. I liked the ship a lot, which was an earlier room. I really enjoyed the ship, like the toy ship and how the mechanics of it worked. But the one part where there was like a map and it was almost like a board game. Yeah. That was just such a neat, that one, that, that component puzzle, whatever you want to call it was just so different and so interactive, but the ship definitely kind of had you in one area and then you kind of finish that area and you move to the other one. It was more detailed in that spot. It had more things for that one little area. 
where the other rooms felt more like a true escape room where you're kind of back and forth. Yeah, which I think is probably a good argument of why it went second because then you're thinking more in terms of puzzles instead of the broad open room, and I think that really kind of helps settle you more because that, that first level definitely had tutorial written all over it of like, let's keep this simple, let's keep it very linear so they know they'll go from step to step to step, whereas other rooms you could kind of get lost doing like three or four things at once, kind of like in an escape room. Uh, whereas that one, it was nice. That was like, there's a lot of pieces of this puzzle that you can explore. You just have to figure out which ones are important to do first. So I, I, I think that's a really good point. What did you think about the augmented, and that's the way I'm describing it, where you put the lens on and you'd be like, in the room and you'd have to like move it around with the windows. Oh, with the the temple part that you're thinking or three of the rooms had them. Oh, okay. There was one where you're like in the I'm trying I think it was maybe it was the seance. No, it was the one the the before the seance I think where you had like the temple that you changed with yes. the mirror that you went through the doors Correct. to get it, right? Yes. Where you went through the door. It, it was just not, you weren't even in the room anymore. Yeah. It was in, that's why I said augmented, because it wasn't quite the same. I, I liked the idea of it, but it was probably one of my least favorite puzzles, especially because that was consistently used at the end of each rooms. It seemed like, line this up. I, I feel like I don't have a good way of seeing, like, this is how I'm lining up. So I just I just kept swiping around in the circle until it felt right. And it it, it felt very unsatisfying for the rest of the problem solving that I did. I felt the same way. It felt so out of place. There were some of the creepy moments where you'd look through the camera and there'd be like a spirit or there'd be something like that. Yeah. That fit, which sounds funny, but that fit. But I agree with you. It, you just could kept spinning it until it happened. You know, most of the clues you couldn't guess. No, no, these, you couldn't. These you guessed. It didn't matter. You guessed. And like you said, at the end of a room, it didn't feel like you accomplished as much. Yeah. Me, the eternal optimist likes to look at that as like, I appreciate that they tried so many different puzzles and ways for you to interact with things. And not everything is going to be like, yeah, that was amazing. That's the best. So um, if that's, if that's the one thing that really fell short for me, and I can't think of others that really did, like I'm pretty okay with that. Mm -hmm. The crossing, I brought that up. Oh yes. It was basically one thing. Yeah. And it looked so neat on a, sitting on a boat, on the water. You could kind of see this building out in front of you. I thought for sure you'd get across, you would kind of go into a room or an outside area trying to puzzle yourself into the next room. But it was literally like, you're done. Yeah. And for me, the, the hardest part was I got pulled out thematically because I saw the boat and how it looked. And all I could think of was, I'm a first year student going to Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> and so it just kind of, it disappeared. Like I wasn't in a room in this house anymore. I was in this giant boat and I get it. They were exploring so many things, but just, just the atmosphere. I'm like, this, this one was a letdown, especially for being that late in the game. Right. All the other rooms were just so detailed and this one was, you're done. Yeah. And I was like, did I do something wrong? Or am I, yeah, okay, we're moving on and we'll see what this lab has in store for me. So So you said you played through it again. Yeah. So um, I had played through this one before because I played another game similar to this that I'm looking forward to kind of having you explore sometime down the line. 
Um, and I was looking for some sort of puzzle like this because, like you, I'm a huge escape room fan. And as this pandemic's winding down, I'm really looking forward to it. So I figured this was a good way to get hyped for it. So I made my husband play with me. So I still ran the controls since I was familiar with that. And that way he didn't have to worry about picking up the handheld. We used um, AirPlay to play it from my phone uh, to the TV so he could see it all and I could still do all the controls. And it was fun to play through again because there were pieces of the puzzles that I didn't necessarily remember but I let him call most of the shots. So for me, it was like I was his little hint for whenever he kind of got stuck somewhere, but there were a couple that we still forgot. Uh, in the pirate level, there were a couple pieces of the clock that I didn't remember how it was supposed to get from point A to point B to point C, etc. Um, so it was, it was fun for me that I didn't remember it all and could really just take in the atmosphere of the game the second time through and hear his uh, expression for it. So he's not necessarily the biggest gaming person, but you know, we made it through three levels in our first sitting. And so that felt pretty darn good to to get that far and for him to have a real positive review of it. I'm going to have to try playing it with my wife. She enjoys escape rooms as well. I'm curious with it being creepier, if that will hold her attention. So we'll see. I'll let you know how that goes. Yeah, that That'll probably be, be my takeaway that I can bring to the next one. I will say I picked it up to start playing it after that hour sit down. Yeah. Right. And I started playing the level. Something came up, save, exit, set down, picked it back up. And it, I basically had to start the room over. Yeah. So that was the one frustrating thing for me. And I get it. You know, it's easy. You could easily lose your place in these rooms because there's so much going on. But the room I was in, I could have, picked up where i left off right and so that was frustrating that i kind of had to start over the room but i remembered it so it was pretty quick but versus the last game we talked about where you could pick it up three minutes you're done this you need to sit down yes like a normal escape room you can't pause you start you finish the room otherwise i just don't think you'll get the same experience yeah there, there's too many details and too many components like the, the, the one thing that always stumped me, I kept forgetting to do, was if I picked up an item to go and look at the item and see if there was something that, that could be done with it, uh, something that, that I could alter it to improve its usability. And I kept forgetting, and that's where I just kept getting stuck. Like, literally, if I took five, five hints, and I probably took more than five hints, I would say four of the five hints were, did you pick something up that you could change? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yes, I can go and swing that key or something. That was my question for you on this game. What was the one puzzle that gave you the most... You know, not necessarily need the most hints, but just kind of struggled with the most. It was probably the clock the first time through on the pirate ship as well as the second time through as the proof of that. But I, I think going through the second time too, remembering like touch everything you pick up changed so much for me because that's every time I pick something up, that's where it kept getting screwed up. Um, on the seance level, that was one of them where it's like, you have the key. Why don't you go and open up those drawers and see what it is? I'm like, this key doesn't fit forgetting oh i have to swing something around and it was so obvious once i did it i'm like why do i keep forgetting to do this i'm never gonna get out in the seance room on the desk there was the four drawers on the right yeah i can't tell you where those numbers all come from <laughs> i found two of them yeah and i went over to the drawers after i found two of the roman numerals and i just opened the drawers in a random, and it just worked. Yeah, I think I found three, 
and I, I guessed on the fourth one with you on there. But that one I felt okay about. I'm like, at least it's like a one in six chance or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. Your odds were a little worse. Right. I'm just really lucky, I guess. I <laughs> That's the one room I'd like to go back and try again simply to find that because that's the one part I feel like I didn't quite do it right. But I got out of the room, so I guess that doesn't matter. I mean, that's how escape rooms work, right? Sometimes you're supposed to be creative and problem solve. In the lab for me, there was, you got a knob, which tied to, there's a rotating wheel that was almost like a jelly or a mud or something. Yeah. And you change it, and the first time you use it, it gave you a number. The second time, it gave you symbols. I got the piece, and for the life of me, could not figure out how to use it or where it went to. And that was the one you talk about using four hints. I use four hints just on that one knob. <laughs> and it was just driving me crazy. I was walking around, touching everything. I opened up my inventory, rotating. T- it just didn't make sense. And it's like the hints. Didn't you kind of use this before? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Where do I use this? Just tell me. And the hints eventually were like, you should just you should just go over there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that when they finally got you down to that parent hint of like, okay, okay guy, like, I'm going to hold your hand and take you to the next spot. It's similar to being in an escape room and they walk in, they're like, we're just going to do this for you. (laughs) Here's the key that you've been looking for. It was right in front of you. (laughs) Unlike the time you and I did an escape room and the key wasn't even there. Yes. And we still somehow got past it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we got really creative with magnets that time, if I remember right. Right. If I have one complaint about this game, it was too short. It was too short, (laughs) for sure. Um, and like, if I'm ever going to complain about a game, that's the complaint I want. I want more experience with it. So it it has me curious about exploring their paid apps on the, uh, on the app store or other things that come like it. And I hope there are sequels and other things about it. Cause I feel like top to bottom, this was just really well done. I'm going to get one of those other games to compare it. I'm really intrigued with getting like maybe the first one to see how much the components have evolved. But I'm with you. I loved it. I'm I'm hooked. Like I I need to play more. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So if you're not sure what we're saying, it's a definite play. Play them all. Play them often. So much fun. All right, now it's time to roll the randomizer and see what game we will toss the token in and get our impressions for and playing a little bit longer next week. So we've got our spreadsheet set up. We've got 172 games listed. We'll see what we pull this week. Looks like I've rolled lucky number 89. Going to our list, we're going to be playing a game called No Way Home. No Way Home. I've never actually heard of that one. Me neither, but it sounds fantastic. Stranded in a strange galaxy, you must fight for survival using only your wits, your ship, and your party And your party planning robot companion. All right, that sounds like a good robot. I like where this is going already. Explore the universe. Befriend bizarre aliens. Blast through hordes of monsters as you endeavor to find your way home. Good reviews, 4.2. Great great but less buggy. Bug report. Ambition but needs work. Has bugs. Is pretty content of a game if the reason that's getting knocked down a star is because of bugs because that means the gameplay itself is probably going to be pretty good they also played it enough to find the bugs that's a good point it would be interesting to learn more about the requirements to get into the apple arcade 
Because oh, so man. far, the couple games we've played have been pretty polished for mobile, mm-hmm. right? So there must be some good standard to get into it. I got to imagine so. Yeah, be it a new game or if they just have to repolish some of the older ones, like the classics that they brought back. One to two players, this game says. Oh, we got a chance to compete against each other again. That's what we need. More people hearing me lose. (laughs) This game seems much more up your alley. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No Way Home. New game. I am digging this menu screen. I don't necessarily how I feel about the art style. It's kind of comic booky. Yeah, like I haven't watched it, but it immediately makes me think of the look of kind of like a Rick and Morty kind of style. Oh, yeah. Or I guess a lot of the 90s cartoons that we used to watch. It seems pretty silly so far, too. They're talking about frozen yogurt and frozen drinks and all the people on the ship are frozen. Except for one person who just escaped pod and the ship blows up. So I think we would have had a better time flying through this asteroid field than that bigger one, maybe. But that's probably the purpose of the game, right? Did you start new game? I started a new game. I'm just a little behind you. Stay calm, chill. I'm always a fan of these games when they have um like voice acting. I think that's really helpful. Agreed. I think it just is a nice extra touch that I think all developers don't necessarily need. But in a game like this, it's really easy for us to not have to read. Then we can think about how I'm struggling with this spaceship. Ahoy, matey. Not to worry, passenger. (laughs) Okay, his name is Matey, the guy that's helping us out, like our little robot friend. That's pretty fantastic that he goes. We can just say, ahoy, matey. (laughs) Yeah, so far going through the tutorial, it's pretty simple gameplay, at least for the flying. Yeah. It's very top-down, Galica 2D. You can tell, though, from the graphics and just the naming of people, there's going to be a lot of humor in this game. Yes. I like that they are showing it kind of like on a grid at first for you to be able to fly around your ship, like think about graph paper for math, so you really kind of understand how your movement's going to work in this area. Oh, a grappling hook. Ooh. So, yeah, they're showing you the different... Ooh. You can drag your target along for the ride. Oh, that can make things interesting. That definitely is a shift away from your Asteroids Galaga kind of deal. I'm curious of what the good use for the grappling hook could be, though. Grab an asteroid, use it as like a sledgehammer. Oh, sure. Then why not? So you can actually grab onto some of the asteroids and move them around with you. Okay. The smaller ones, the white ones. Sure, yeah, so the white ones are definitely smaller that look like the asteroids, whereas the black ones are kind of giant shells that would block your way. Basically a path. Yeah. So I've hooked an asteroid, and I'm not able to really throw it. Oh, I guess I kind of did there. You need to get some momentum going. Yeah, that definitely made a difference. But it didn't blow up the other asteroids. It just kind of moved them out of the way. Trying to get to my first checkpoint. Mission complete. The controls are pretty standard, it's in this, with your left thumb kind of moving you around. Your right thumb manning the weapons and everything else. Pretty much what we come to expect, right? Have you ran into any enemies yet? I'm curious to see how that plays. Oh, as soon as I said something. Nah, I'm still flying through to that first checkpoint because uh, this, this is reminding me too much of like 
Flappy Bird and other style <laughs> games, and I'm really good at my bird crashing into things. I'm about to hit my first checkpoint. I hear your gun blazing, though. Oh, yeah. The enemies so far are pretty simple, like little, almost like a what you'd consider like a bat in these type of games. The matey guy does help you shoot, so that's a good thing. Oh, that's good. Um, responsive so far. But I'd be curious to see what other weapons and stuff, and other than maybe opening doors, to your point before, what do you use the grappling hook for? Yeah, I imagine there's something good and creative. Oh, I made it to a bar. Ooh. I mean, the, the, the game did say that there were some, like, RPG elements to it. Yeah. Okay, right. this is funny. Okay, play it cool. Let's see what they say. Hello, alien. I lost. I need to find Earth. I'm curious to see how this plays through RPG shooter. It's definitely a unique mix. I do like that they're consistent with this cartoon animation style. I think that's something pretty nice as they work through this. Uh, that's something that will definitely keep me really engaged with this. I'm looking forward to the dialogue because it seems it's going to be pretty funny. Oh, got my first quest. Ooh, exciting. Doesn't tell me what any of the rewards are, but... There's so many bats just floating around at me. I don't like this. Oh, you finally get to shoot something? I finally got to shoot something. Yeah, I think I might have made it to uh, the first quest with you as well. You made it to the bar. I made it past the bar. Oh, nice. And so I just talked to Helga. Oh, nice. I've been... Mine was Schmitty. Oh, Schmitty was at the bar for me. Oh, okay. I went to the next place oh, after okay. that. Gotcha. So. Yeah, you're ahead of me now. I've been exploring too much. Ah, see, I was doing that at first. Shooting rocks and trying to figure out how to haul them around. It's interesting. Now that I get here, we open to a mission log, and we finally get a glance into a menu. Um, and it kind of has that setup where you can see a bunch of different things on the top, maps, your ship. So I imagine there's customization that comes with it that might play with your grapple hook, as well as some cargo. I can't click on any of it yet. Oh, there we go. Now it's showing me the map. So I think this is still part of the kind of tutorial idea. It's not really a spaceship game if you can't customize your ship. That's true. I feel like it's pretty necessary. Ooh, I'm finally getting my first experience of uh, Mady helping me out. <laughs> He just basically blew up a bat on his own. You must have did better through the first part because I didn't realize you could shoot them until Mady started shooting them. Oh, no. I had the benefit of you going first. Oh, gotcha. And so thanks to you, I figured out one or two things that I could try to do. I also noticed the, the targeting square really tries to pop up on things really quick. I noticed it a lot with the grappling hook. I'm going to jump out and see if I can see what the multiplayer could be sure that sounds like a good idea perhaps we can explore that one together so the question is how do we get out of here i've not seen how we get so out of here. if you go to your menu in the top left oh, you it. can go to Main the setting menu. cog got it Ooh, arcade i'm assuming arcade is the multiplayer and we're locked ah so we'll probably have to venture a little forward but perhaps something we'll have to explore together a little bit later so sounds good what are your first impressions with this overall seems like a silly game I'm curious to see the shooter RPG combination because I've never played a game like that before. But I so far am appreciating the fact that it seems like it's going to be funny and entertaining. Yeah. I like that it's a take on a classic arcade style game. Like, 
I think of Apple Arcade and I feel like that's one thing that I kind of want is some of those simpler games that you can kind of pick up and go with. And this, this one doesn't seem like it's going to be super stressful. Like even if I blow up a lot, which I'm fully expecting myself to do, <laughs> uh, like I'll be able to keep on adventuring through and appreciating the story and all of the art style. That'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast medium of choice. What will we be playing next week? Well, on top of continuing through No Way Home, we're also going to play Sneaky Sasquatch. (laughs) Get excited. This one has been getting rave reviews all over the place. So what games do you think that we should take a look at beyond these? You can send us a message on Instagram. We're at insert token to play or send us an email. It's play at insert token to play dot com. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.